lovelies it's self-harm awareness month and today's episode on Gigi's voice will be talking about self-harm i'd say this is a very sensitive topic because there are a lot of people struggling and battling with this problem self-harm is when you hurt yourself as a way of dealing with very difficult feelings painful memories or overwhelming situations most people self-harm because they want to express something that is hard for them to put into words. They want to turn invisible thoughts or feelings into something visible. They want to change emotional pain into physical pain. They want to have a sense of being in control. They want to escape traumatic memories. Or they want to punish themselves for, feeling, for their feelings and experience. They want to stop feeling numb or disconnected from the world. The thing is, after self-harming, you may feel a short-term sense of relief, but the cause of the problem hasn't gone away. A lot of people have reasons for self-harming. They need to know that it is risky because once you start self-harming, it can take a long time before you stop. There are different ways on how people self-harm. By cutting themselves, by poisoning themselves, by biting themselves, by burning their skin, by having unprotected sex, by pulling out their hair, by by overdosing drugs and alcohol, by overeating or even undereating. Why do people self-harm? There are no particular reasons to why people self-harm. For some people, self-harm is linked to a particular experience and it's their way of dealing with what happened. But then there are ways for you to cope with self-harm. Whenever you feel like you want to self-harm, there are some tips in which you can walk through it. Understanding self-harm. Knowledge is power, they say. Understanding the pattern of self-harm can help you work out what gives you the urge to self-harm. Self-harm comes with triggers. So, find out what triggers you. Write down what you feel before you self-harm. It could be people, it could be places, it could be thoughts or feelings. It could be a particular person you see. It could be a particular place you went to. You know, there are a lot of things that could trigger you. So, to help you know what triggers you, write down the feeling you have before self-harm. Becoming aware of the urge to self-harm. Urges could feel like physical sensation, racing heart, strong emotions like sadness or anger, a loss of sensation or disconnection with yourself, repetitive thoughts about self-harming. Distract yourself. Keep a diary to write down your feelings, to write poetry, to draw, to write music. You can exercise, you can listen to soothing music, you can talk to someone who you trust. You can tidy up your room, you can clean up. You know, you can use ice block to give you a sense of attachment, to remind you that you can still feel, you can take a cold bath. You can do a lot of things. You can read novels. You can watch movies. Anything to distract you from self-harm talks. Self-harm can be very difficult to talk about. But support is available to help you recover. 
Charlotte shares what helped her stop self-harming after eight years. I was only 14 when I started self-harm. I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but it began as a kind of anxious habit to calm me down. I was never intending to hurt myself. I was doing it for the sense of relief provided. I felt like the only way I could function and leave my room was if I had that release. I was so ashamed that I did it and at school I was worried I would be bullied for the scars on my skin. I didn't want to be known for that so I hid under baggy clothes. It impacted my relationships too. I didn't want a person I liked to see my skin or to see my scars. Even at school I would find excuses not to do PE so I wouldn't have to get undressed. If I couldn't get out of it, I would have to change in such a complicated way that I still managed to draw attention to myself. It was hell. One day, my father walked in on me when I was self-harming. I thought, this is it. I am in so much trouble and I will be grounded. On another level, I felt so worried about upsetting my father. He meant so much to me, I never wanted to give him a reason to be hurt. Yet, to my surprise, he just sat next to me, calmed me down, and told me to be safe. He then got me scar oil in case I wanted it, which was so thoughtful. I am now 22, and I, have not, I haven't self-harmed for over a year. I have no desire to help self-harm myself in any way. I don't even think drinking or smoking will help anymore. Now that is Charlotte's story and how she coped. Charlotte coped by keeping herself productive. She cleans, she writes, you know, to avoid such talk. She talks to people because she knew that there was no shame in feeling or my past or her past. She was never overwhelmed. She never overwhelmed herself. She took one day at a time. She expressed her feelings and found an, a healthy outlet to let out her feelings through sports, through art. You know, she took it one day at a time. You are not alone. We are in this together. Talk to someone today. Self-harming is not a disease. It can be cured. Gigi's voice, the voice of truth.